Sheriff's Office investigating a homicide. Breaking news in Lee County right now to start your Friday morning. A death investigation underway right now. Tonight, a new investigation into one of the most notorious unsolved murders. Homicide cases in Lee County are still unsolved. I'm Lee County Sheriff Carmine Marcino. The fact is, some homicide cases go unsolved or cold every single year. These victims have no justice, no justice. and their families have no closure. no closure. Here in Lee County, Florida, we use every resource available to solve these crimes, including this podcast. We will not tolerate those who committed these crimes to walk among us any longer. As sheriff, I promise to bring these criminals that committed these crimes to justice. I'll be opening these case files to you, the listener, with the hope that we will uncover a witness, fact, or evidence not previously reported. So please listen, and you just might hold a clue to help us close this case. This is Seeking Closure, Lee County's Cold Cases. The unsolved homicide of Denise Long is one you have seen on billboards, news stories, and Crime Stopper reports for over 20 years. Her mother's cry for answers will not go unheard. This is why I've decided to feature her brutal homicide from 2000 on Seeking Closure. It was January of 2000 when the Lee County deputies discovered Miss Long's half-naked, brutally beaten and stabbed body at Moon Lake. This is Lee County cold case number 00-015659, Denise Long. Episode 7, The Mystery at Moon Lake. In the year 2000, Bonita Springs, Florida was a charming coastal town known for its breathtaking natural beauty and laid-back atmosphere. Nestled along the Gulf of Mexico, this small community offered a picturesque setting with pristine white sandy beaches, swaying palm trees, and crystal clear turquoise waters. It was a paradise for outdoor enthusiasts and beach lovers alike. Bonita Springs in 2000 was still relatively undiscovered, making it an ideal destination for those seeking a tranquil getaway. The town had a distinct small-town charm and quaint shop, local restaurants serving fresh seafood, and friendly residents who welcomed visitors with open arms. The warm and sunny weather year-round made it a haven for retirees and snowbirds looking for escape from the harsh winters up north. But on January 20th, 2000, the picturesque background on Bonita Springs was upset by a gruesome discovery near Moon Lake. In the early morning hours, some would say late night, Lee County Sheriff Deputies Daryl Pulowski and Deputy Adam Sedwick were patrolling the area of Moon Lake in Bonita Spring. Days earlier, they were given a tip that there was a body out at Moon Lake by a person named Alfredo Tapo Moreno. Moon Lake in 2000 was an area of heavy, illegal activity and a commonly used area to ditch stolen vehicles and to conceal crimes. At just after 3 a.m., deputies discovered a strong odor, which seemed to be coming from the west side of the lake. The deputies agreed that this was going to be a death scene. After approximately 10 minutes of scouring the woods, they discovered a decomposed body. Acting swiftly, they secured the scene and contacted the major crimes unit. Suspicion arose as Sergeant Linda King arrived, and it became clear that this was no ordinary death. 
Denise Long was found with her clothes torn, beaten very badly, and had multiple stab wounds. It was clear that whoever did this left her to die and gave us the mystery of Moon Lake. Laying there in the thick brush was 36-year-old Denise Long. Denise was discovered off the dirt road by Moon Lake and Benita Springs. Investigators identified her with dental records. At the time of her death, Denise Long lived in a trailer park in Benita Springs and was addicted to drugs. She had multiple drug arrests and was known to hang out with a rough group. Her mother, Vanita Coles, just feels hopeless and helpless. You just feel like you, I don't know, you're just exhausted. Exhausted from trying to get something done. This is one of the reasons that seeking closure, Lee County's cold cases has picked up Denise Long's case. Due to the fact that many witnesses have passed on, we've decided to change things a little bit with this episode of Seeking Closure. We're about to go one-on-one with the detective that's on the case currently. So please, listen up, because you might just know someone or something that could bring Vanita closure in this case and get justice for Denise Long. Original investigator with Sergeant Lynn King. I'm in now with Justin Fay. On January 20th of 2000, at approximately 3 a.m., the Lee County Sheriff's Office discovered a body around Mood Lake in Bonita Springs, Florida. Detective, let's talk a little bit about the case itself. How long have you been handling this cold case of Denise Long? Uh, since say september of 2022 denise long was found around a place called moon lake Uh, in 2000 moon lake was underneath some power wires and was kind of a rural area right it was completely wooded area there was an access road due to the uh power lines that run parallel to the interstate uh between imperial and uh i-75 but now it's fully developed into a community that surrounds the lake when she was discovered, it was based on a tip. The deputies were able to locate the body based on a tip from Alfredo Moreno. Was he interviewed recently? No. Uh, as far as we know, he's been deported from the United States. Can you test a decomposed body for sexual activity? I noticed when they discovered the body, her pants were unzipped. Post-mortem, when it's decomposed and it's at that point. And, and legitimately, we're talking a month, two months, sitting out in the heat in the sun. Does the evidence of a sexual assault dissipate no usually um if you're working a sex crime type case uh they give the time frame about five days for dna decomposition out of a body uh kills the uh dna during the initial stages of the investigation an intriguing figure named carlos mafia calderon a transient was discovered near kenneth domzel's abandoned trailer in a sworn audio statement calderon revealed unsettling rumors surrounding domzel and long It was said that they had allegedly ripped off Marcos Rodriguez, a person of interest in the case. Calderon further stated that neither Domzel nor Long had been seen in the area for several weeks. What was the nature of Denise Long's relationship with Marcos Rodriguez? 
Um, they knew each other. They kind of existed in the same circles in the Benita area. She lived with a man named Kenneth Domsel, who lived in a trailer next door to Marcos Rodriguez in the uh, the Oakland Park area, which is just near I-75 on Benita Beach Road. There's a trailer park back there. They they lived in trailers that were next to each other. So Kenneth Domsel, who Denise would stay with, lived in the trailer next door from the reports I've read to Marcos Rodriguez. Kenneth Domsel was her roommate, and he was hospitalized at the time of her body being discovered for a pancreatic attack. He was fearful of coming out of the hospital of his own safety because of Marcos Rodriguez. Have we talked to him in recent years? Is he still around? I know there's a lot of people that have passed away in this case, too. Is he still around? Yeah, Kenneth is deceased now. He used to hold money, supposedly drugs as well, for Marcos. There was accusations that he and Denise had stolen money from Marcos Rodriguez and drugs. Sergeant King made contact with Domsel that day, and he had a brown stain on his shirt that he stated was ice cream that was later tested for blood. Was that blood ever tested uh, against the DNA profile of Denise Long? Yes, it was not Denise Long. Denise Long was known to have a drug habit and to trade those drug habits for sexual favors. Am I correct? Yes. And Marcos Rodriguez, there's a report that this all evolves around her robbing Marcos Rodriguez. Is that where we're at right now? That's a lot of the statements, a lot of the rumors that, that were received by law enforcement and a lot of the statements back then. And also the one or two people I've been able to speak with and locate nowadays have said the same thing. So basically, her and Domzel robbed Marcos Rodriguez of some cocaine and some money and then disappeared from the earth. Because it's said in here later in the story that there was basically a, a hit put out on them. Every story is different. There's three sides to every story. Is there any evidence that shows that Marcos actually ordered someone to hurt Denise? That was provided in a statement by one witness. So there's no actual evidence of a, a hit or no verified money being given out or anything like that that was that was provided by a witness is that witness still around in this world i believe so but i've not been able to locate him do you know the name that we're speaking of yes his name is jonah johnston so we need to find jonah johnston so if you know where jonah johnston is let us know and let let jonah know that we're looking for jonah over here at the lee county sheriff's office to call 477-1000 did charles browning witness any confrontations interactions between denise long and steve her prior boyfriend this is the gentleman who was her boyfriend at the time of her disappearance he was arrested for a domestic she was witnessed they called it a shoving match did charles browning witness any of this are you aware no, I'm not aware, and I would like to get a hold of Charles Browning. Um, I've tried to call him. I have an idea where he might live, but if uh, he's still around and someone knows him, I'd like him to get a hold of me, too. Detective Fay, in order for us to get further along in this case at the Lee County Sheriff's Office, we obviously need to contact some people. There's some people that have passed away, quite a few people that quite have passed away. In, in this particular case and the others that I've actually investigated, there's quite a few witnesses that are no longer on this earth. Who are the people that we need to find, that we need to locate, and we need to get a statement from? That's really hard to say, mostly because a lot of what we know, or what we believe we know, comes from secondhand rumors. So vetting the good information from the, I heard from someone who heard from someone information, is very hard to vet in this case. What role did Maria Arquin play in Denise Long's life, and why was her son Jonah Johnston involved in a stabbing incident with Robert Blondin? Jonah Johnston's statement really doesn't go, the statement he provided really doesn't go too far into why he got into the uh, altercation with uh, Blondin. Maria Arquin, I believe, was a acquaintance of Marcos Rodriguez. Um, she kind of disavowed anything 
that Jonah told law enforcement. She she said it was all made up. The case has uh, a lot of secondary, like you call it, secondhand information that all points towards one person. Or a group of people. Or a group of people. All the same group of people, yeah. Would you call them organized, this group of people? To some extent. They were all, all involved in the same business and the same... All cocaine dealers. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and, and we're talking about someone who robbed a cocaine dealer, which nevertheless doesn't give them the right to kill her at any means, right? No, absolutely not. And everyone's deserved a right to find out what happened to their loved one like Denise's mother. Absolutely. And, and Denise's mom, I'm still in regular contact with her to this day, and uh, Denise's sister, and they both really hope that someone hearing this podcast will will come forward with some information because it's been over 23 years. And Denise's and, mom deserves closure on this. Yeah, she hasn't spoken to her daughter. The last she spoke to her daughter was in December, early December of 1999. Let's roll back to 1999 inside the timeline. She's seen during Thanksgiving, and the last time she's really spotted is like the second week of December. Am I right about that, Detective? Uh, Earl Truman, who provided a statement to us uh, in the early days of this investigation, I believe he's deceased now, but I don't, that's not definite. He says he saw Denise January 6th, January 7th, late at night, over by Kenny Domsel and Marcos Rodriguez's trailer. And that's the last time she's ever seen. That's the last time anyone reports her seeing. And the next time we find her is in... The early morning hours of January 20th, 2000. There was, like you said, uh, some information provided to some deputies by uh, Alfredo Moreno, who went by the nickname Topo. Topo well, could still be alive and around, and we just don't know where he is. That's true. All right. That there was possibly someone deceased out by Moon Lake. Deputies also would go out there regularly, from what I was told, talking to one of the deputies who found it, he still works sheriff's office they would go out there regularly because moon lake was an area where people would party dump stolen cars good place to patrol you're going to find something out there on a regular yeah, basis it took a little effort to get out there but it was good because people went out there for no good reason when they once they uh found the body uh, at moon lake crime scene sergeant king responded to domsel's trailer located in the carpenter area the interior of the trailer had been ransacked that's all it says detective was it ransacked like somebody lived like a slob or was it ransacked like somebody was looking for something I don't know. And it gave no sign of crime scene acquiring within. There was a small blue pickup truck that was parked on the east side of the trailer that had the doors open. When I read this, I immediately, there's a 50 questions you could ask, like why is the truck there and why would the doors just be left open? Did we ever find out why the doors were left open? No, I don't have any more information on that truck. In a sworn audio statement, Raymond Rodriguez stated that he had seen numerous females come and go from Raymond Hill's residence. Let's get a little background information on Raymond Rodriguez. Raymond Rodriguez, uh, I believe he was just a witness. Raymond Hill might actually be a better person to focus on. All right, let's talk a little bit about Raymond Hill. So Raymond Hill lived in the Pine Haven apartments on Benito Beach Road. They're still there. He was known to let sex workers, other drug addicts, kind of like a flop house in his apartment. Denise stayed there for a while, according to witness statements, and a couple other witnesses had stayed there on and off throughout the time that Raymond Hill had this apartment. Is Raymond Hill still around today? No, he's deceased. He's well. deceased as well. When Johnston was interviewed at the Lee County Jail, he said that there were rumors that Monkey was having a reward. We talked about this earlier. Do we ever find out who Monkey was? No, we never were able to identify Monkey. So if somebody would know who the person is nicknamed Monkey, we'd want to know. Yes. Something else we're looking for inside the Denise Long case. Yes, and there's also an individual named Hector mentioned in the case report whose name was given by a couple witnesses who associated with Marcos Rodriguez and Monkey. I don't know if Hector and Monkey are the same person, but if anyone knows who Hector is, I would like to find out that information as well. 
Are there any other witnesses or individuals who may have been direct or indirectly involved in Denise Long's disappearance? That's hard to say. Well, the information we have is mostly rumors. We never got a statement from Marcos Rodriguez. We never got a statement from uh, Alfredo Moreno. We never were able to identify a monkey. Those would have been, you know, people I'd be very interested in speaking to. There was a witness that said that the knife that was used was thrown into Moon Lake. Did the Moon Lake ever get searched? Yes, the dive team did respond. And they removed a few cars, but as far as any weapons being recovered, there was never any. Since it was 2000, the surveillance wasn't what it's like in today's day and age. Was there ever any area, places close to there where surveillance footage was pulled? And No, at the time, there wasn't a lot of businesses in the area. The closest business would have been the Waffle House, Penny Beach Road and I-75. Are there any phone records or communications indicating that Denise Long's whereabouts or interactions leading up to her disappearance? No, unfortunately, this is the time before... A lot of cell phones and pinging tracking. Can we gather more information about Denise's associates, including Nancy Cog? Not sure I know any. I would like to uh, find and speak to a Ryan Grigg. He was in the Collier County Jail shortly after Denise was found. Why are we looking for Ryan? He claimed to have information about a possible suspect in this case. He was interviewed by Sergeant King. I don't have any of his uh, his whereabouts nowadays. Have investigators looked into the background and criminal history of Marcos Rodriguez? Yes, he, he had a, a criminal history locally, mostly drug-related. There was a home invasion involved in this case involving uh, Denise, Diane Grant, and Bakajewski. Is there an update on that case? Did that case ever get solved? Steve Bakajewski and Di- uh, Diane Grant were arrested for it. No, I don't think anything ever happened after that. Steve Bakajewski was released from jail. Uh, he moved out of the, out of the area. The victim in that case moved out of the county and was deceased shortly after, actually. Oh, wow. What will it take to close this case? A confession or an eyewitness? Covering cold cases, detective, it's very hard. You, you're, you're dealing with a case that you didn't have firsthand knowledge on, a case that you weren't the first one there to cover. What is the hardest part about investigating a cold case? Not having a crime scene any longer, like in this case. Yes, Moon Lake still exists in some shape or form, but it's not what it was. The residences Denise was staying in don't exist any longer. Just due to the lifestyle many of the witnesses led, they, they've died since. Most of these individuals were in their late 30s to mid-60s, so they passed away. And people forget or they don't want to be involved in something that happened when they were leading a different type of life. Can you give me a list real quick of who's no longer alive inside this case? I know you have that, so I was wondering if you could just give me a list of the people that have passed away. Is it called Moon Lake? Finding information on Moon Lake was extremely difficult. I think that was just a local's name. All right. I also saw it referred to as Powerline Lake, obviously because of the power lines that right. along it. As far as people who have passed away in this case, the the ones that I can verify have passed away. Okay. There's other people I just kind of, the trail goes cold on them, trying to locate them. Uh, Maria Arquin, Steve Bakajewski, Robert Blondin, Dennis Cunyon, Mark Dennis, Kenneth Domsel, Raymond Eastman, Raymond Hill. Is it possible, detective, if somebody was a close acquaintance with one of these descend these deceased people, mm-hmm. and they revealed something in their dying moment that would lead to a break in this case? Is that admissible? No, because we'd have to have evidence to back it up. So, evidence, a confession, is what it's going to take to close this case. Yes. 
if you could grab one person right now that's still alive that you're interested in talking to, and I know we've mentioned a few, what person would you like to have right in front right now? Marcos Rodriguez. Is that his legal name or is that the name we knew him as? I'm, I'm just curious on that. that. That's the name we knew him as. All right. So we don't even know Marcos Rodriguez's legal name. No, like I said, he, he's entered the country under several different names. Marcos Rodriguez was last known as Marcos Rodriguez in what year? The early 2000s. The last name he's known under, as far as we can find, is a Felipe de la Cruz in 2014. How did we find out that Marcos Rodriguez was also Felipe de la Cruz? Analytical research, searching arrest records through federal databases, things like that. When you get these cases as a local who, you know, you're now a detective with major crimes, you started out as the deputy right here at the Lee County Sheriff's Office. Is it surreal when you see these things happening in a town that you've born and raised in your whole life? Yeah. And you try to think about the area as it was 23 years ago. Um, is there anything you'd like to add, Detective, to this that we haven't covered that you think is important that we need to get the information out? Well, I'm really looking for any information. You know, like I've said, a lot of the information is rumors, but I'd still want to hear the rumors. I'd still like anyone who'd be willing to talk to me uh, in any way, shape, or form. Call me on the phone. Speak with me over the phone. Speak with me in person. You, you don't have to come down to the, an interview room at the sheriff's office. Uh, I, I'd be willing to talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere. And I know a lot of the people in here are not able to locate or they're deceased. If you knew those people, uh, I'd still like to talk to you. Uh, you know, there's a couple people that I think Rocky Capiello, I, I would really like to talk to him. If I would know information about this case that would give you a straight point towards Marco Rodriguez or anybody else that could have committed this crime, is there anything that can protect the witness, the person that comes across? Is there, or what if I'm an associate and I could be an accessory to the crime? That's why I don't, but I want to get it off my chest because, you know, this person that's out there has been living with this guilt in their lives and they want to get it off. Is there anything that can be done to help a person like that so they can come forward and feel a little bit more safe? I think there are things, I mean, it, would it be my decision solely my decision. It'd be something that would have to be discussed. At Are the, is there a statute of limitations when it comes to homicide? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If it takes us forever, we'll find the person. Yeah. Absolutely. For this particular case, it all points towards one person. Like, it, it truly points towards Marcos Rodriguez. But if somebody comes forward and they know something else about it, it could lead somewhere else. So, Yeah, any, any information about Denise. Uh, if, you knew De if anyone knew Denise and... and have yet to speak to detectives it's important yeah. to do it and even if you have spoken to detective would you like to speak to them again absolutely i i only have so much and you know some people are only interviewed once and there's always more information gathered after one interview right so i might have different questions i might know different that the detectives didn't know at the time of the interview there was a lot of detectives work in this case very early on i mean if I mean, you, you've read the, I read the case, yeah. You saw how many detectives were out there talking to anyone they could. Pretty much any detective who worked in Benito. And, you know, there's still detectives who helped out with this case who still work for this agency. And, and I've spoken with them. They're like, yeah, we, you know, it was always, you know, a big question. And it always kind of, they always, they thought, as soon as I mentioned it, they, they got stories about what they heard, about what they did for this case. And, you know, the, the patrol deputies who worked down in Benita at the time, I've, I've spoken with quite a few of them. You know, they still remember this. Denise Long was definitely 
skating on the bottom of life. Like she was getting down. She's working. She's hustling. She's out there doing drugs. She's doing everything. What does her mom say? What kind of person was Denise Long as a child, as a teenager? I mean, what does her mom say when you ask her who Denise was? Denise's mom, Vanita, she knows what kind of life her daughter was living at the time, but she also has a lot of very fond memories of the person Denise was before Denise had problems. And even the few people I've talked to about Denise who knew her then, even when she was having her issues, right. she, she was a good, you know, she was a nice girl, you know, cared about people. Unfortunately, whatever happened in her life to, to lead her down this path, you know, I don't know. But I don't, you know, I'm not judging her. No one deserves to be murdered and left out in the woods. And Denise's mom and her sister deserve some kind of answer as to why and who did it. If you would happen to know something about this case, be sure to call the Lee County Sheriff's Office at 477-1000. You can actually ask for Detective Justin Fay if you want to go straight to his desk, speak directly to him, or you can call Crime Stoppers and remain anonymous. Speaking of Crime Stoppers, there's been tips on this case over the years. Have any of the Crime Stopper tips led to a credible piece of evidence? No, but uh, a lot of them talk about Marcos Rodriguez surprisingly <laughs> <laughs> the people that are saying that it's marcos rodriguez are people inside that circle of life yes and not only marcos rodriguez i, I want to pin it down on one person but there is a group of associates of marcos rodriguez as, as we mentioned hector ramon miguel pena uh if anyone knows who that was he was never positively identified but you know there seemed to be a group a little click of individuals that have been either, but a lot of things focus on Marcos Rodriguez. And that may be because Denise was occasionally living next door to him. Right. And his associate with Kenneth Thompson. But a, a lot of things point to the same thing. One other name I think we don't have mentioned is uh, Walter Barrios, who is also deceased. You know, I want to know information about them. You know, I, I, don't, I don't care that you dealt drugs 20, 23 years ago. Right. You just want to know inf more, more information about these individuals that are no longer around. I'm not going to ask anyone to incriminate themselves, you know, in something. They don't need to tell me how they know them or what business they're involved in. Thank you, Detective, for being a part of Seeking Closure, Lee County's cold cases. What happened at the mystery at Moon Lake in 2000? Was Denise Long's murder a part of a retaliation for a robbery? This question and many more still remain unanswered to this day. If you or somebody you know may recognize one of the names we've mentioned inside this podcast, please reach out to the Lee County Sheriff's Office. I encourage you to listen to it a couple more times and see if you know any of the names that could give us closure in this case. The homicide of Denise Long is currently an active case with the Lee County Sheriff's Office. If you or someone you know may have information leading to the arrest and the death of Denise Long, please call the Lee County Sheriff's Office Major Crimes at 239-477-1000 or call Southwest Florida Crime Stoppers at 1-800-780-TIPS. That's 1-800-780-8477. You can remain anonymous and you may receive a cash reward. The family of Denise Long deserve justice and we're seeking closure in this case. Thanks for listening. You might just know something or someone who knows something about this crime. You could be that one person that gets justice for Denise Long. Please subscribe to this and all episodes of Seeking Closure Lee County's Cold Cases. I'm your host, Jason Jones. Good night, God bless, and you stay safe, Lee County.